Agarrón a ver. To be oh my goodness. And now we're gonna get the Horny Creek. Hello, everyone. It's Horny Creek time. <laughs> my name's Mark. With me, as always, is your your female host, <laughs> Carol. Hey, what's up? Hey, it's, uh, I don't know. It's It's been a week, I guess. Well, you, it hasn't been a week. It's only been a few days, really. I don't know what that means, but, well, <laughs> since since we've talked, I guess. Since we released depends, an episode. I guess it depends on tape. how, I guess it depends on how many people actually, um, you know, listen to like how many how, what you listen to, whether you listen to all of them, whether you listen to some of them. It's true. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it's February 4th, 1998. I can't believe we're already into February. 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 So crazy. How do you spell February? It's it's with an R, right? Uh-huh. But it's F E B R U R E. R-U-A-R-Y? February. Uh-huh. But you don't say February. You say February. Why? Because English is a ridiculous language with all kinds of silent letters in the words. You know what's ridiculous? Hmm. Dawson's Creek. Yeah, this episode, like, they were all pretty ridiculous. A Prelude to a Kiss is the name of this episode. Because everybody kisses everybody in this episode because it's, <laughs> it's Horny Creek. It is Horny Creek. Can I say something? Uh, say I, all the things. I noticed a, a couple things off the bat. But first of all, I have to say, mm-hmm. Dawson is insufferable. <laughs> like, this is our main character. At one point, he's in the the film class, and he's like, there's a formula this guy's. You know, we have to root for the main character. He's got to be like an underdog or whatever. And it's like, you are a jackass. I root for a lot of people in this show that aren't you, Dawson. Hmm. What are you? You're looking at me crazy. He's he's <laughs> sitting there next to Joey, condescending to her about movies and romance and stuff yeah. like that. Like he knows anything about it, which he doesn't. Correct. And... He's like, oh, you can have that. I'm a romantic. I'm a wild-eyed romantic. I'm a big-eyed romance guy. And she's like, one day you're gonna want to kiss somebody or whatever. And she wants to kiss him. Like he's so fucking dense. Yeah, he is an idiot. And then later he's in the class and he's can't keep his fucking mouth shut. He's on the set of this movie, and yeah, maybe the movie sucks, but like he is constantly denigrating everything that they're doing, all these people are doing to try to make a film. And the the producer rightly calls him out. She's like, I worked all summer on this fucking script hmm. and you're just going to shit on it. Like, you're an asshole. Um, and he is. He is an asshole. See, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I really feel like, you know, there's a whole other side to this where, like, she's a bitch because well, okay. she goes out of her way to like put him down, exclude him, be mean and condescending to him all the time. Because that didn't start until he started ripping apart her movie. I guess, but I mean, like, 
She's irritated because he's there and he didn't work to get there because mm-hmm. he's not an upperclassman. Like, well, get over yourself. Like, he's there. Like, deal with that. I'm not saying that she's not a bitch, but he's very hard to root for. And you said after he was done going off about her movie and, you know, she's like, aren't you know, saying something in front of the teacher, like, aren't you do something or whatever? And, and you're like, but he, he knows he's right. So, so you even yeah. said that when we're watching it, like Dawson was right with what he said. Yes, but being right doesn't give you the permission to be an asshole. Like he's kind of an asshole about it, and he was gonna fucking film him and Jen. I mean, well, that's fucked up. That's a whole other issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that, but but I mean, aren't all directors kind of dicks? Like in my experience, Ooh. like. We have a we have a wide cadre of our audience that that is a that are directors. Do we really? And I hope not English teachers <laughs> based on the fucking sentence I just said. Goodness. Um no, I mean like not saying they're like terrible people, but I mean I think you have to be just like I feel like most doctors are kind of dicks too. You have to no. be a little full of yourself to take on certain positions. Yeah. And being a director is one of those positions. Well, I just say that to Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Stanley Kubrick is probably full of himself. Wow. I mean, don't you think? Why don't you say that to Alfred Hitchcock? Sure, hon. <laughs> you can't. He's dead. <laughs> Do you disagree? Um, I think that Many directors are full of themselves in one way or another. But I don't think you can say that about every director. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, there's always exceptions to any rule. I mean, and- Quentin Tarantino certainly doesn't seem as if he's full of himself. I'm just joking. <laughs> Good, because I was going to have to ask if you lost your damn mind. Um, <laughs> Spielberg, you know. It is one of those where I don't know that he's necessarily full of himself, but he probably does understand that he knows best when right. it comes to making movies. But, I mean, you want somebody who knows they know best to be in charge of things. But he's not in charge of things right now. He ne- And that's, that's what he needs to realize. Just because he makes fucking, you know, Spielberg didn't start out at, like, he made 8mm home films when he was a little kid in, like, his backyard and shit. Mm-hmm. Like Dawson is doing, right? He didn't all like, and then he went to film school and stuff and learned some shit. He didn't just step onto a a fucking movie set and was like, "Here I am, (laughs) God of movies." Right? You know, and we're talking about someone as talented as Steven Spielberg. You have to work your way up. For sure, he's a PA. Act like a PA. Yeah. But, I mean, like, he did have good suggestions. He made their movie better. Like, with the camera thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that was... She was being dumb. They were both being dumb. But they don't know how to make a movie. That's And that's fine. But I'm just saying there's ways he could do it where he's not being an asshole. Agreed. He's kind of... He's kind of insufferable to listen to. Because he's a know-it-all. And he's... Just one of those people that's like relentlessly chipper and stuff, and he's just he's <laughs> that is annoying. Yeah, he's he reminds me of like that like scrappy do or whatever. Right, puppy <laughs> power. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what he wanted to be like with that uh, 
with that quarterback. Let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. So it starts with, as we said, with Dawson and Joey in his room, watching from here to eternity, with uh, Deborah Carr and. Uh, uh, Burt Lancaster, whatever. And he starts talking about how anybody can have a moment like this. They just have to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Which, that's an annoying perspective. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, you know, he proceeds to, later, try to set up his own romance. Mm-hmm. Because, now, first of all, I don't well, really... Well, so does Joey, sort of. Yeah, that's true. She took his advice, I guess. Before you get too far, because it sounds like you're going away from the scene of them in the right. in the room, yeah. I want to point out, on the wall, he has a poster of Misery. And mm-hmm. it does not fit. Every other poster is a Steven Spielberg poster. This can't be an oversight. I, I can't imagine it's an oversight. Maybe whoever was buying the posters got confused between Stephen King and Steven Spielberg. Well, Rob Reiner directed that movie. Spielberg had nothing to do with it. Spielberg didn't even produce that movie. Or, like I said when we were watching it, perhaps Dawson just happens to like a movie that wasn't made by Spielberg. And he can, but they established that every poster on his wall is a Spielberg movie. You're and right. every single other poster is. It doesn't make sense. Good for you for noticing it, though. I also noticed, I forgot to mention when we when we did the pilot, that Steve Miner directed the pilot, who directed the second Friday the 13th movie. At least I don't, I don't think I mentioned it. I don't know. But Kevin Williamson took uh, inspiration from Friday the 13th Part 6. Jason lives for his Scream movies, so. Okay. Just, uh, you know, the, the kind of meta wink at the audience sort of uh, thing. Because it did that. Stop looking at me confused. Just not in, in, in agreement. Everyone Nobody in the audience can see knows me. what I'm talking about. Nobody but you can see me. I don't understand. But anyway, Steve Miner is a, a, also a producer on the show. So I thought that was interesting that they have a, some kind of working relationship. That is interesting. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so... I, how do you want to do this? Because like you're like, oh, you're moving too far away. Like, do you want to go step by step here? Because I no, was no, not no, gonna... no, no, no. I could see that you wanted to talk based on your rocking back and forth and not caring about what I was talking oh my about God. with Steve Miner and everything. I saw exactly what was going on. So go ahead and talk, and I will chip in my stupid little chucklehead comments like I usually do. Sorry, I had something to contribute to the episode. I want you to contribute. What the heck? Anyway, <laughs> I don't understand what Dawson was doing when later in the episode, he sets up at this like place with the fountain on the lake and you know all that. He stop blaming me like that. What am I looking at? <laughs> you like? know what you're doing. Um and he tells, like, he brings Jen there and he tells her this whole romantic story about, like, oh, this guy's wife got sick and she liked grease, so he brought grease to her. <laughs> and <laughs> what? What? It, it sounded like grease made her sick for a second. <laughs> this, guy's, no. this guy's wife got, she, she tells her this really romantic story. This guy's wife got <laughs> sick. She liked grease. He bought her Kentucky Fried Chicken franchises. 
<laughs> no. She loved to travel. Greece was her favorite, her favorite destination. But then she got sick and she couldn't travel anymore. So he decided to bring Greece to her. So he built this amazing, beautiful place. Right, which looks like Greece. And I don't understand. In the middle of Massachusetts. Right. Why Dawson needs that for his movie, especially because supposedly it's supposed to be the Beast's lair or whatever. Yeah. They haven't shot anything there yet. Well, you would assume, you would, you would presume that they have not, no, because it hasn't been brought up before, but they really should have. Yeah, I mean, maybe they have and we just don't know. Yeah. I guess that makes more sense. Um, but it, yeah, it was just weird. And then he just brings uh, Jen there. And I'm thinking, okay, so he wants to film the thing for the end credits, like he said, but he lied. He's a liar with a filthy, bad plan. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> it was like you said, he set her up. He had the camera going. So like, oh, he's like, oh, it was perfect. It was great. And then he's like going to kiss her. But the camera's still going, and she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because he's a pervert. Do you think that's what he... What was he trying to do? Because I don't think he planned on having sex with her. No, no. But I think he wanted to catch his first kiss on film. He saw an opportunity to do it, and he wanted to have it on film so that he could, you know, go back and dissect it. Yep, and have it forever. (sighs) It's so fucking weird. Yeah, he's such a freak. And and you're defending him. Huh? You're defending him. Not right now, I'm not. But I'm saying, like, I was talking about how insufferable he is. Yeah, well, I mean, just, I mean, earlier I'm saying there were points, okay? There were some points that he had. I'm not, I just, I don't think that we throw all of Dawson out with the (laughs) bathwater. He is a baby. (laughs) But um, I think this is really crazy and creepy do you think that's the whole reason like he was setting up his romantic scene and that he didn't really need to film that at all no i think he i mean they do mention because he he tells pacey and joey that's what he's doing that he needs to get the the final shot of the film there whatever and talks about how romantic it is and all this stuff and they're like oh and the and the best place to seduce young jen or you Mm. know you know how they talk oh yeah um and so I think I think it was a two birds with one stone sort of situation. Okay. But I do think he needed, or he wanted, didn't necessarily need. But what I think is funny is he's like, I need this for the end credits. And it's, then it's a close-up. Uh, we don't see the rest of the sanctuary. It's a close-up of her looking sad and mm-hmm. forlorn with some lace behind her. You could have shot that anywhere. Anywhere. Exactly. I'm like, what, he was like, okay, done. That's a print. And I'm like, uh, have you ever heard of coverage? Like, what the fuck? Are you gonna are you gonna shoot anything else? You want to you want a wide shot of where she is? You want any kind of establishing shot? Do you want to do anything else? Yeah, it was weird. That's why. That's why I questioned the validity of the whole thing because he didn't seem like he was properly filming anything. Although apparently, from what we find out later. This is quite the let's go and uh, have some fun place. Well, I mean, to those who are aware of it, like uh, him and uh, his buddy. Right. Who, by the way, should also have have known that he was going to be there. Because he said he was going to be there. He It was much later, though. Because, you know, it was getting dark. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, I mean, it was still a risk, though, I agree. Yeah. But I think... 
risk I wouldn't have taken. Right. I think, though, he just assumed that Dawson would be done by then. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, so um, speaking of Pacey. Okay. He is still. Do you think Pacey's short for something? No. Do you? So you think that his parents just decided to name him Pacey? Yeah. Wow. You don't? I I don't know. But, like, I, I don't know why you'd name your child Pacey. Well, there are lots of names. I don't understand why people would why name their child. St- I mean, because Joey is short for Josephine. Whatever. Right. Josephine's a normal name. Right. Well, that, Dawson's not very normal. That her criminal father gave her. Um. Every time you move in that chair, it's like someone's knocking at the door. I'm so, we need to get better chairs. <laughs> I can't st- sit completely still. You've been like, asking for better ever. chairs forever. Well, no, we got better chairs. That's the thing. We started in metal folding chairs. Oh, I remember. And now we have padded the like computer chair chairs. Yeah, they're good chairs. They're office. They they're called office chairs or desk chairs. <laughs> But, you know, like, we use them a lot, and so they're getting creaky. Well, mine's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Look, I'm moving. That's not on, on on the tape. What the fuck? Why is my chair moving and yours is not? Wait, see? There's no sound. It's just the way you move. It's because what I do is I push down on it, and then mm. I let it back up, and that's what makes the well, sound. Well, stop it. <laughs> I will try <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, oh, Pacey's name. Yeah. I don't, why? Like, why would you name someone Pacey? I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's short for anything. We should get one of those baby name books and it check it out. It should be, though. It should be short for pa- Pacino, mm-hmm. like Al Pacino. Or maybe he has a whole different name and Pacey's just like a nickname because, like, you know. Peter. Paces. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> He got it when he was a toddler, when he was starting to walk. <laughs> My kid just paces. He's pacey. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird name. But anyways. He's Maybe he's con- a fan of Kevin Spacey. Okay. And they used to call him S. Pacey, but then they dropped the S. What? I don't know. <laughs> You're so weird. Go ahead. He is continuing to pursue Ms. Jacobs. Tamara. And he asks her to tutor him. Yeah. Because he's getting, he's, she said you've got another prime number on a test. And it was 23. Yeah. But it's like, there are good prime numbers, sort of. There are, you know, like 73, I think, is a prime number. And that's uh, like, you know, an average score anyway. And then... We got like 90, 91 prime? Sure. I have no idea what the definition of a prime number is. So. What? I I don't. Oh I'm, sorry. I'm not. God. Math is not my thing. Oh, obviously. A prime number is a number that's only divisible by one and itself. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, she wasn't super clear by saying that, which is why he said, uh, you know, is it a prime number because it was so prime or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. He said something stupid. <laughs> but yeah, like so. Like a steak or something, he says. He's not just failing her class, though. She says he's failing all the classes. Like, she's heard the teachers talking about him. Yeah. How bad do you have to be that you hear the teachers talking about him? You're the talk of the, of the, <laughs> the, the teacher's lounge. Right. 
God, fucking moron Pacey. <laughs> Who named him, too? Right. He sure seems horny. <laughs> right. Um, but she agrees to tutor him, which is a stupid, stupid thing to do. Yeah. If you, if she really is trying to resist this so much, she keeps putting herself in positions where it's difficult to resist. Do you, do you think she's really trying though? Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they meet in her classroom at six o'clock, which is kind of late too, by the way, yeah, well, to be meeting after the school day, right? Right. And she, she tells him because he hasn't read the book. If he reads the first two chapters... Ethan Frome. They're reading Ethan Frome. Yeah. Talk about boring. I I don't know that book. It's a book by Edith Wharton. Okay. It's dumb. I mean... Cool. (laughs) Edith Wharton's a great writer, but or was a great writer, but it's, it's, you know, it's not... I don't find it interesting. So he has to read the first two chapters and answer her questions, and then she'll give him positive reinforcement. It's what she she says says to him. She heavily implies oral. <laughs> I don't know what exactly she was implying, but it was definitely sexual in nature. Yeah. She apparently didn't know either because when he finally did read the two chapters and answered her questions and wanted his reward, she was like, oh, I didn't think you'd actually do it. Right. But, like, I think she has a fantasy in her brain and she got, like, it all set up and then she was just like, ooh, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. I'm sure she had things. For, oh, for sure. And then, yeah, she wanted to do the Billy Madison thing where she he gets a question right and she takes off an article of clothing. <laughs> right. But then she's like, he's coming onto her and everything, and she's like, fine, all right, let's do it. She's like, right here on my desk, and, you know, come on, drop your pants and all this stuff. And she's like, I think she's trying to get him to back down yeah i think she was being like sarcastic or definitely yeah like she was trying to freak him out i think so it it didn't seem genuine no but and, but then she's like come on it's not like it's your first time and he's like you know it is and he gets all like shy and like can't look at her and stuff like that how would she know it is though He's been coming onto her hardcore, like, mm-hmm. all the time. And it's not, I mean, like, yeah, he's young, but you don't just assume necessarily he's a virgin. Yeah, he could be another Al Calavici. You don't know. <laughs> right. But she's like, I think at that point she realizes, oh, this 19-year-old actor is 15. <laughs> and she says, go home, Pacey, and starts buttoning her blouse back up. Like, right. come on, lady. Like, that's the thing, though. She was unbuttoning her blouse. She's like, do you have condoms? We'll need condoms. But, I mean, like... It wasn't in, like, a normal way. No. It was in a I'm fucking with you way. Yeah, I think so. I I don't think think she had any intention of sleeping with him. I don't think so. Which makes me wonder what happened between that and the end of the show. They don't tell us, but... Because things had to happen. The show's still going to go on, we assume. Right. Although, who knows? They might get angry letters. Because of the uh, storyline where, you know, a student is uh, all over his teacher? Well, not only that. But no, I mean, so at the end of the episode, to finish off his storyline, somebody comes. Well, somebody arrives, (laughs) then comes. And uh, Dawson's like, we got to hide. 
Well, first of all, he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm building up this hiss in my head and everything. And it, this all becomes a big thing. It's Dawson being Dawson. Right. And he's like, I just wanted to be perfect. So yeah. I got it all set up so it'd be perfect. And Jen's like, it's too much pressure. Right. And what if I disappoint you? And he's like, couldn't happen. Like, Right. Idiot. So um, she could throw up in his mouth. Right. That wouldn't disappoint you, Dawson. So they hide. And then they kiss. It's like one of those situations where it's like, oh, it's just organically happening. Yeah, which was fine. And it was not perfect because it was in a gross place. Like they were hiding somewhere with cobwebs. Well, no, no, they kissed on the lips. No. <laughs> they were in a gross place. Yeah, I mean, she said it smelled and there was cobwebs and then they just start making out. So, But we see behind them a couple yeah. in a tryst. They, they are also making out. And the camera's still rolling. And filming uh, them. it's Miss Jacobs. And Pacey. Pacey. They fucked. On camera. Because they don't know there's a camera. Because they didn't take a minute to look around. Right. Like one minute to look around and notice that there's a camera. Like what the fuck? And why wouldn't you? If you knew your friend was filming there, why wouldn't you look around a little bit to see if there was any evidence they were still there? Right. Like there might have been car. Well, I guess they can't drive. They must have taken the boat. I don't know how they got there. I don't know. Because they're 15. I don't know who go. I don't know who, how they travel around the creek. Well, it mostly seems like uh, on foot and via boat. All right. Foot and boat. But I mean, like Joey got in her sister's car earlier. Some of the adults drive places. Sure. Presumably. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine it's like Mackinac Island where there's no cars, just horses and shit. And horseshit. So Pacey had sex with his teacher. Yeah. Good for him. What in the actual fuck? Like, what is happening? Like, I want to know what they're going to do with this now. I mean, we're only, what, three episodes into the show, and he's had sex with his teacher. It's three episodes into the show, and there's already pedophilia. (laughs) Or as Bill Maher would call it, love. (laughs) Well, it's not pedophilia. It's that other term that's like a step above pedophilia. Phoebophilia or whatever. When they're a teenager, but they're not a full-grown adult. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Ephephibophilia or something like that. I don't understand. I don't understand how she could do this. It's fucked up. And it's weird to me how he comes on so strong, so strong, so strong, and then the second she's like, let's go, he's just like, I'm scared. All right. I, I mean, is that a normal virgin dude thing to do? Yeah. Okay. It so, is. Okay. The other storyline we have is Joey. Joey! Who... Come on, Joey! Who uh, is checking out this dude who got off a yacht because she's working at this restaurant, like her sister and her sister's boyfriend or whatever, and her. They're all there. I think they own it, whatever. Okay. Maybe. Who knows? Um, It's called Capeside Crepeside. (laughs) They sell crepes. They do not. It's not called Crepeside. He's lying to you. It should be. Somebody needs to... I want to go to this fictional town now and, and <laughs> open up a, a breakfast place called Crepeside okay. where we make crepes. Come on. That is the perfect the perfect business. Let's do it. Um, no, but she sees this guy and she's like staring at him and like Pacey and Dawson are teasing her about like finally noticing boys or whatever. Like... Dawson's such an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> um, later she 
runs into the guy because he's playing his violin on his yacht. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking to her and asks her about herself, and she just starts lying her little butt off. Yeah. Because I think Pacey was the one who made a comment of, like, guys who get off yachts don't date waitresses. Yeah, you suck. That was stupid. Like, I don't think it would matter. Not the way that uh, fucking Katie Holmes looks. <laughs> right? But um, she lies and says her name is Deborah Carson. <laughs> yeah, like... It's the worst one ever that I ever saw was, I think the movie was called Hiding Out or something like that. It was an 80s movie with John Cryer and, you know, from uh, Pretty in Pink or or 16 Candles, which I can't remember. No, it's Pretty in Pink. 16 Candles is Anthony Michael Hall. So, yeah, Pretty pretty in Pink, John's Cryer. I mean, Pretty in Pink, John Cryer. John's Cryer is... (laughs) Is how you, if there's multiple John Cryer, that's how you say it. That's that's the plural of John Cryer. <laughs> okay. John's Cryer. Sure. It's like how the the plural of Attorney General is Attorneys General. <laughs> anyway, so just one John Cryer, not multiple Johns Cryer. Uh, he's in this movie, and I think he like witnesses a mob hit or something like that. And he goes, and he stays with his family, and he's, like, undercover and everything. And he's at the school, because he's an adult, but he's posing as a high school kid. And they ask him his name, and he looks over, and there's, like, a can of Maxwell House coffee. <laughs> and he goes, Max Hauser. <laughs> and so, that's his name becomes Max Hauser. <laughs> and it's, that was the, it's a cliche in film where they do shit like that. And that's the worst one I've ever seen until Deborah Carson. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, I would have known right in that moment she was lying. Yeah. I think any normal person would. I would have known it more than I would have known, oh, Deborah Carr, like the actress. <laughs> like, you know, I know that, and you know that, because we're in age or a different age. And, but this fucking like presumably 16 year old kid or whatever is he really gonna know deb is he gonna just instantly go oh deborah carr probably like a famous film actress i mean if he saw an obvious lie (laughs) if he happened to see a million old romance romance movies maybe but yeah no yeah did you Um, watch the king and i i love the king and i so he she's in that yeah so he invites her Thinking that, uh, you know, she's not Related a waitress. Johnny Carson. That she is Deborah Carr, who... Uh, Son. <laughs> Carson, yeah. Um, he invites her to go... She should have said, it's so cold in capes. I contracted gonorrhea for the burning sensation. What the fuck? That's like a Johnny Carson joke, you know? Hey, yo, I can't do it. I'm so lost. I can't do a Johnny Carson impersonation. But imagine that that was a perfect Johnny Carson impersonation. Then that joke works. Okay. Um, he asked where their boat was. She should have said, "My name is Deborah Letterman." Sure. Like David Letterman. Right. I I got it. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just. I'm sorry. I can't play. I don't know the rules. Um. <laughs> she. Um, pretended like like she's rich, and she's like, "Oh no, uh, mother! We took the chauffeur. Mother hates to sail, or something." She wasn't quite exactly that. 
prim and proper. It was bad, and it seemed fake and forced, but whatever. He's he's like, where'd you go to school? Choked. She picks the most, most, like, stuck-up school ever. (laughs) I wouldn't have even known how to answer that question. I would have said Phillips Exeter. What's that? It's a boarding school. I think it's in Pennsylvania. Mm. But I know it because it has my name. Or another name. (laughs) Don't look me up. So she shows. That's right. My name's Mark Exeter. You're so weird. She shows up the next day, and um, that's when she tells him all these lies that she goes to this boarding school. (laughs) Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. And um, like he takes her to the beach. Mm-hmm. They and, have their 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 from here to eternity moment. Yeah. Oh, they do. But she won't kiss him. Yeah, they're playing frisbee, and then he built a town out of sand. What was he trying to illustrate to her about Dallas, the, the the Kennedy assassination? Yeah. And uh, that's some fucking red flag shit right there. Right? He's very into conspiracy theories. And she's like, did I tell you my UFO theory? And she was going to knock his thing down with the Frisbee. Yeah, the and, city of Dallas. Yeah. He tackled her. And like they totally could have, should have, would have kissed. Like, he was going to kiss her. And she turns her head. Yeah. She also, by the way, when he asked her, did she have a boyfriend? Because she gives off a don't touch me vibe. Right. And then she did that. Like, what? She didn't, fuck? A- she didn't answer, at least not on screen. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, so he's like, you know, what's going on? She's like, you should know the truth. And then all she says is, I'm not Cinderella. Yeah, that's not the truth, Joey. I mean, you're more like Cinderella than anything in this situation. That's true, actually. actually. Yes. <laughs> you are a, a wretch pretending to be someone that's, that's worthy of going to a ball instead of poor. The worst thing in the world you can be. And like... Like, you pointed out while we're watching it, like, she should anticipate he's going to come into this restaurant because it's yeah. on the pier where his boat is. Yeah, and he seemed to like it already because that's where she saw him. Yeah. So she's there working, and he starts walking in, and she's like, oh, I'm going on break, takes off her apron and sits down next to Dawson and Jen, who have no idea what's going on. Right. And then Dawson, uh, uh. displaying how much of a douche he is, how much of a clueless, self-absorbed dude he is. Right. I'm telling you, he's insufferable. She's like, uh, oh, hey, Deb. And she's like, or Deborah. And he's like, hey, what's up? And Dawson's like, who's Deborah? Yeah. And she goes, I am. He's like, no, you're not. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and then he's like, what? And then fucking uh, Michelle Williams, Jen, Jen, Jen yeah. picks up on it enough. And she's like, oh, we just know her as, as Deb. And she's like, uh, he, he goes, oh, do you guys live in New York, too? And he's like, Dawson's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, Yeah, he was being stupid. Oh, yeah, he almost blew it for her, for sure. And then her sister starts yelling from the kitchen. Joey! Like, Order up, Joey, Joey, what Joey. earth to Joey? And, like, there's nobody out there. And then all of a sudden, uh, the boyfriend grabs the food and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, miss, would you like something? Like, he figured it out. Yeah. Where was he? Was he spying on them the whole time? Like, where the fuck was he? I don't know. <laughs> he had spy tech. Yeah. So he just knew what was going on. But yeah, so they all uh, covered up her lie. Could, and yeah. It's like, this, this entire town is uh, conspiring to lie <laughs> for her. 
And this guy invites her out for the night, and she's like, oh, no, a family scrabble tournament tonight. Like, what kind of fucking... That, you may as well say you're washing your hair. Right. But then... And then Dawson mm-hmm. is like, oh, why don't you use uh, charade? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a good seven-letter word for your fucking scrabble night. Joe, I mean Deb. Yeah, Dawson was being a really... Bad person in this episode. Yeah, almost um, as bad as the uh, the teacher fucking her students, right? But even though Joey said no, no, I have a Scrabble tournament tonight, she still goes down to the dock and mm-hmm. you know catches the guy playing his and instrument. He's just <laughs> <laughs> right there in the open. Right, night he said, if, I can't, <laughs> if I can't be with Joey tonight, I mean Deb. <laughs> The violin. And he's like, oh, I was so hoping you'd come. And, you know, let me uh, let me get your number. I go to New York all the time. You know, I'll take you to, what, the Rainbow Room, he said? That is what he we'll said. We'll go yes. dancing. Yeah, by uh, uh, Rockefeller Center, I think it is. And she's like, oh, I'm not much of a dancer. And, you know, I, I prefer, what was the m- restaurant that she said? Um, shit. It was someplace that she thought was on it's, the east side. It's named after the uh, the... The chef, but I can't. It's like Bruno, not Bruno, but it's like uh, Bull Boule or I don't remember. Oh. But it's a. It was a famous restaurant named after the chef that that created it, it which is in lower like like Lower Manhattan, as they say the Tribeca area, but mm-hmm. like Lower Manhattan, right? And she's like, "Oh yeah, I go there. I'm more of an East Side girl." And he's like, "But that's and then they kiss." Well, no, he's like, but that's not in the... And then he, he stops know. himself. He doesn't finish. No, he doesn't. But it's clear he's caught her in her lie. Yeah. But he tries to act like he hasn't. He's like, let me go get my number for you. Mm-hmm. And then when he gives her the number, then they kiss. Yeah. So he still, knowing she's lied to him, gives her his number. Yeah, because she's hot. <laughs> and then when she finds out that he must have known she was lying... Because she asks the boyfriend about this restaurant that he told her about in New York. And he's like, no, it's it's in Tribeca. He's like, and it closed down a couple of years ago. Yeah, she, It's permanently closed. She just lets the thing go. Yeah. Like, at least keep it for, like, posterity or whatever. Prosterity? <laughs> Is that when you look back on something fondly, but you're also missing a limb? Prosperity? Is that it? Posterity. Posterity. <laughs> wouldn't you keep it i don't know the You're, first number that she ever what, got whatever that word you made up was no i wouldn't keep it plus you know he gave her her first kiss well is what was that her first kiss i yeah yeah because she oh, didn't okay. want to kiss uh pacey so they all got their first kiss well pacey's been kissed because him and jen have kissed that's true but um, yeah, no, Joey and Dawson, neither of them had been kissed, and now both of them had their first kiss on the same night with yeah, different people. Good for them. That's weird. I guess. Isn't that kind of weird? It is sort of weird. Especially because she so wanted it to be with them. It's almost like somebody wrote this. <laughs> almost. Coincidental. <laughs> As opposed to uh, the window into somebody else's lives that we were able to see every week somehow. Yeah, and then, you know, Pacey gets his first uh, lay, so there you go. Yeah. It's a night of first. Oh, my God. And uh, the teacher catches her first felony. <laughs> <laughs> On camera, no less. Right. 
Ugh. Oh my God, Dawson's going to get straight A's in her class. Right? But yeah, that's uh, that's the episode. Just some more horniness from these horny kids. All, all on Horny Creek? Yeah. But uh, Carol, tell the people stuff. So you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. Yep. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Look at it with posterity. <laughs> Share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.